the Nightcast. On the edge of real and cyberspace, there's one place you can go. The Nightcast. www.knithtwise.com On the edge of real and cyberspace, there's one place you can go, and you found it. Welcome to the Nightcast, the one and only podcast that tunes tag the way of life and lets that technology work for you. My name's Nightwise, and for the coming 60 minutes or so, I'll be your host on this episode of the Nightcast, entitled Amahi. For more information and the show notes, please head on over to www.nightwise.com, that's K-N-I-G-H-T-W-I-S-E.com, where you'll find the links to everything that we talk about in the show notes and a place to plop down your feedback in the comments section. If you're there, why not subscribe to the nightwise.com content using the Nightwise media feed. In the top right corner, subscribe to this RSS feed and get all of the nightwise.com content, the screencasts, the docucasts, and the podcasts delivered to your favorite podcatcher automatically, letting technology work for you. If you want to get in touch with us, you can. Feedback at nightwise.com is the email address, but you can also find us on Twitter, that's twitter.com slash nightwise, or you can use the hashtag hash dear nightwise. If you're on Facebook, you can uh, become a fan of the official nightwise.com page over there, which is facebook.com slash nightwisecom. And you can also look for us on Google Plus and other services. And for those URLs, please go down to nightwise.com and click on the icons on the right-hand side. Well, guys and girls, it's been a while since we did one of these. Sit down in the car together and I'm just yapping away, talking to you, doing another nightcast, and you just sitting back listening wherever you are on how to tune tech into your way of life instead of the other way around. Um, I might sound a little different today. That's because my voice is kind of tired. I've been in meetings all day long, talking uh, to a crowd and talking to lots of colleagues, so my voice might be a little dry. And it also might sound a little different because I'm using the standard Apple lapel mic because my boom mic is uh, apparently broken. Uh, Well, not broken. The batteries are dead, so I'll just have to resort to this means. I hope you understand. Got a fun pack show for you today. We are going to talk about Amahi, a home server that will, well, basically let tech work for you just the way you want it with plenty of functionalities that you would like in your home and on your home network and the ease of use of a point-and-click app store. A very interesting show indeed. We have a lot to cover and we're going to get right down to it after we tell you what's up in the nightwise.com uh, ecosphere or land or environment or planetary galaxy community, whatever. The Nightcast. We choose technology is your way of life. Well, it's been a while since we did this, and there is plenty of news to tell you before we get started, and there are a couple of things that I do want to get out there. First of all, if you have ever thought that in your life you're missing something, really missing something, like how about nightwise.com themed underwear, that question has now been answered. We have officially launched our own store with nightwise.com merchandise. We want to thank community member. We still need a a name for community members. I mean, on the Nocilla cast, they have the Nocilla castaways. And, uh, well, Nightwise.com doesn't really have the Nightwise-odians? Nightwiseians? I don't know. Whatever. Uh, Community member Lloyd Owen has become the official Nightwise.com shopkeeper. And he has set up a nice cafe press store with all kinds of funky goodies uh, with the official nightwise.com logo on there so if you are want if you want to pray uh, if you want to wear your geek proudly why not go over there and order one of those cool t-shirts mugs pins or even you know underwear we have underwear everybody has underwear you can't go commando now can you so it's out there uh, for you those of you who want the url uh, that's cafepress.com slash nightwise of course 
and you'll be able to pick up the merchandise. A little bit of the kickback comes to Lloyd for putting in all those hours and making all the, that stuff happen. And aside from eternal fame and glory in the Nightwise.com community, you'll also get something for his trouble, which I think is uh, something that he absolutely deserves because I love it. I mean, I get to say I have branded... I get to talk to friends and say, hey, you have branded underwear. I have branded underwear. They look at me funny when I do that, but no matter. So the Nightwise.com store is online. Go over there, buy something, and uh, there is a competition. There is a competition that goes from now to November 5th, uh, 2011, which is my birthday. And that competition is if you buy something in the Nightwise.com store and you make a picture of yourself in an awesome situation, like, for example, on top of the Eiffel Tower, bungee jumping down, or right in front of the Taj Mahal, or while you're hugging Lindsay Lohan, and you are wearing a Nightwise.com, I don't know, underwear or sweatshirt or T-shirt, send us that picture, because the winner will get a full refund on the item that he has purchased in the picture, and I will personally pay for it. On another note, uh, October is coming up again, and uh, I think it's the 19th and the 20th of October, we have the Fax Convention in Ghent. For those of you who caught the last KWTV episode we did on the whole Fax thing, which is Belgium's, Belgium's biggest sci-fi, manga, and anime expo, you uh, you still uh, can remember that we had a very, very good time there. We had uh, Jaspio, Niana, Stefan Lesage, and me were over there basically uh, doing interviews and taking pictures and having a lot of fun. And this year, we're probably going to do the same. I'm still waiting for the confirmation of our press cards. And even if we don't get any press cards, we're still going and we are taking you guys with us. This is going to be a community event. So if you are in the Belgian area, stay tuned to nightwise.com because we will be going along with our community to the facts uh, convention in Ghent. And finally, last piece of news. For those of you last year who enjoyed the KWTV live shows we did at the end of the year, where we basically uh, do a KWTV screencast but live over Ustream, and we do interviews, play music, uh, and interact with the community, those are coming back. I just took three days off every coming month to do a KWTV live episode on Friday. Uh, I wanted to uh, do it on a regular basis. I wanted to do wanted to do it um, when I had the time for it, so I made the time for it. And the whole KWTV shows will be coming back with guests and music and all the fun that we had last time. I will be posting the dates as soon as I have them confirmed, and KWTV will be yours to uh, basically enjoy. The time slot will be 9 or 8 to 12 a.m. GMT plus 1. It's going to be a European time slot. Well, not it's not going to be very U.S. or Australia-friendly because, you know, with the spinning globe and stuff, uh, time zones can kind of differ, and it might not be an optimal slot for you, but I had to do it because, uh, you know, I can't get up at 3 o'clock in the morning to do a show like this. I just don't have the energy, and... Uh, well, you know, uh, I, I'm, on, I'm on this part of the planet, people. L- deal with it. So, KWTV is coming back. That's about all the news we have for this week. It's time to get into the meat of the matter. It's time to talk about Amahi, a fantastic Linux-based home server that will give you the powers of a super home media uh, file-serving supercomputer with the ease of point-and-click application adding, letting technology work for you. Amahi, time to get into the meat of the matter. Welcome to the digital revolution. On the edge of real and cyberspace, there's one place you can go. The Mindcast. Before we get started, we need to take a good long look at the question, what is a server? A server is a computer that provides services, such like, for example, file sharing and print sharing, to other computers in a network. If you only have one computer in the house, having a server is not really necessary, because basically you will have all of those services on your uh, 
Stein or a computer or your workstation, but it isn't like that anymore. If we just take a look at the modern day home network, I say home network, not home computer, because you know, back in the days, not a lot of people had a computer, and then basically everybody had a computer, and then basically everybody had one computer. There was not a computer in the house, there was the computer in the house. And the computer in the house was hooked up to a modem or a cable modem and connected to the internet. That changed. Because these days there is no longer a computer, there's no longer the computer in the house, there is a computer in the house, even uh, well, even more, more than that, there are several computers in the house. And somehow, well, somehow, logically, homes have started to develop home networks. Because basically, back in the days, it was only companies who had, home, who had networks. They had several computers, and they needed to hook them together, so they had a network. And they needed a central place to store stuff, so they had a server. But in the home situation these days, it's kind of the same several computers in the house and they need to access files or a printer in uh, on a shared source now as i said they need files stored and they need printing and network management and stuff you need when you have a network to have several things working for you you need a central place to store your files because you know the pictures that you take on your digital camera everybody wants to access them then it's kind of handy to have them someplace in the central place on a server. You only have one printer in the house and you want to make it easy for people uh, in the house to print on that printer, well you need to have a print server running so multiple computers can print on the printer. And you might also need network management, which means that if you get a visitor with a laptop, he hooks up to your network and he will get an IP address automatically so you don't have to configure your entire network manually. Now, there have been several solutions to that domestic question of home networking, many in the form of what I, what I call an appliance. An appliance is basically a device that's not a computer. It's like your router, that's an appliance. Or for example, your NAS drive, that's an appliance. Your NAS drive is actually a server. It's a little Linux server with a hard drive that, that uh, does a Samba service to your network so other computers can access the files over Samba. But because you don't want to build your server, they put it all into a little box and they call it a NAS, a network attached service. If you have a lot of storage and you need to add more drives as you go, you'll perhaps uh, you've got a Drobo. A Drobo can be hooked up to the network as well, serving out files. Or for example, your router has a USB port that you can use to hook up a printer. Well, you can do that. Basically just attach the printer to your router and the router will actually play, uh, will pretend to be a print server. Or you have media players in the house on which you can store content and those media players can play that content on your TV. And uh, as I said, you also have routers which take care of the firewall and which pass out DHCP addresses and stuff like that. Now the pros of all of these proprietary appliances is that they are relatively cheap. These days you can get a router for almost nothing and a NAS drive doesn't cost a lot anyway. But there are some restrictions to that. Basically, once you buy it, that's what it's gonna be. These uh, systems are not really built for dynamic updating or added functionalities or heavy, or heavy customizing. You take a look at the packaging, it states which functionalities are on there, file surfing, print surfing, media playback, and that's what you're gonna get. Okay, there might be some new firmware coming out that will give you some upgrades to those services, but it's not really very customizable. What you buy is what you get. Now, let's say you have your home network with your central NAS drive, which uh, holds all of your data in, the, in there, and your print server in there that, that shares your printer, and your media player hooked up to your t TV that plays back uh, all the things that you recorded on it. It's nice, but you have several systems lying around. Wouldn't it be great to do something different? Wouldn't it be great to get one system that does all of those tasks? 
one computer that plays a file server and print server and does all the routing tasks and even gives you the ability to do more. That solution is a server. Very simple. You can build your own server. Just take the old beige box that you have lying around or the very powerful machine that you want to give plenty of stuff to do and build your own server. Now, a great solution to choose is a mine because you can build an out-of-the-box server. You can build a, a, a basic server. Let's say you take Ubuntu server and then you install it. Then you'll have almost no functionality on there, out of the box. You'll need to set up file sharing and you'll need to set up print sharing and you'll need to set up DHCP and you'll need to set up DNS. And it all kind of is hard to do. It's, it's very convenient and it's pretty powerful and you can do all kinds of things, but you want to be able, you have to be able to get your hands dirty and dive into config files and read manuals and do all kinds of, you know, techy, geeky things that might require a lot of technical knowledge or a lot of time. Wouldn't it be great to have a server with a lot of functionalities but with the ease of use of an iPhone? Just click on an application and boom, it's installed. That is exactly what a MAI is. Opposed to a classic server, like I said, the Ubuntu machine that you use to install SAMA on and DHCP, that's basically the business approach of looking at a server, to a home server where you point and click to add functionality. That is what Amai is. A highly configurable, easy to use, super powerful, cheap, free, and open source way to have a home server in your house that does it all. Now, what is Amai? Amai is basically based on Fedora. Fedora is a Linux distribution that is uh, based on the Red Hat uh, Linux and is an RPM system. So Amahi starts out on a Fedora install. It is actually an additional repository, an additional layer on top of that Fedora system that will provide you with all the functionalities and possibilities that you have. This uh, additional repository it's something that you, uh, uh, that you configure during the installation of the Fedora system and it turns your standard out-of-the-box Fedora system into an Amahi server. Once the Amahi server is set up, you can do the initial configuration of the Amahi server via the internet, via a special service, and once that is complete, you can just browse the web interface of your server locally and point and click to add functionalities. That's how easy it is. Take stock Fedora, add the Amahi repository, do the first configuration online, and do the second configuration or the detailed configuration using point and click and the web interface. Next up, we're gonna take a look at how to install Amahi using both the standard and the express install method. Amahi comes in two flavors, and depending on your hardware or what you want to do with it, you can choose one or the other. Let's say you say, hey Nightwise, I've got an old machine lying around at home, and I want to turn it into a server, and I just want to plop it into a corner, and uh, configure it via the web interface, and have it do all kinds of funky things for the user on my network, but I don't want to hook up a monitor or a keyboard or stuff like that. I just want a headless command line only box. Well, the express install of Amahi is ideal for you. The express install of Amahi runs on a Pentium 4 with 512 megabytes of RAM and I think about 10 gigabytes of hard drive space. Because you want to do file sharing, you might want to add some more to there, but the minimal requirements of Amahi are quite simple. For this, you get a, after installing the Express install CD, 
you'll get a headless box, which means that you will get a uh, computer with a command line interface, basically blinking at the screen. This will allow you to use cheap and light hardware to offer up all of the services. But you can also say, hey Nightwise, um, I've actually got something else. I've got a, a pretty powerful system that I also want to use as a desktop or that I want to have, uh, uh, that I want to play around with uh, the graphical user interface on. Then you can go for the standard install, which is basically a Fedora install, standard Fedora install with a Mahi on top. This will require a heavier computer, but you can also assign more heavier tasks, like for example virtual machines and stuff, to that server later on. And you can also use it as a workstation. Before we get started, the first thing you need to do is to go to amahi.org and create an account. This is the website for Amahi. You go over there, you create an account. Then you say, I want to set up a new HDA. HDA is a home digital assistant, which is a fancy word for your Amahi server. It is your home digital assistant. I do think the name's kind of lame. I would have called it uh, domestic supercomputer or HAL instead of HDA, which I also would have been cool. Oh, hello, Dave. How are you doing today? Uh, but, you know, being locked out of an airlock might be traumatic for some people and being uh, assassinated by a runaway uh, pod uh, manned by a psychotic supercomputer might have left some uh, bad memories on the retinas of some people, so they decided to go with HDA. So you say, I want to create a new HDA, and then they say, hey, what's your network information? Amahi, before it gets to configure the server, needs to know what the network parameters are on your home network. What is your network address? What is your default gateway? What is your subnet and which DNS servers do you want to use? You enter this information and you can just find out uh, all of that pretty easily by just going to one of the computers on your home network and typing in ipconf or ifconf depending on what you have, Linux or Windows. And it will tell you what your IP address is, what your subnet is, what your network uh, address is, which is basically your IP address uh, with a zero at the end, uh, without the last number, and um, what your default gateway is. So check that, uh, look that up. Your router is probably your default gateway. Your subnet uh, will start with 255, and uh, your uh, IP address might start out by 196, one, uh, 192.168 or 172.16. Then it will ask you, okay, what IP address do you want to assign to your server? Then you enter the IP address of your uh, 2B Amahi server because you want to have uh, a steady IP, uh, a static IP for that server because, let's say, that's how you want to use it. Excuse the splattering of the rain on the windshield here, but in Belgium, uh, the Belgian idea of summer these days is a lot of clouds, a lot of rain, pretty cold, and a lot of thunderstorms. So you might hear them smashing against the windshield. After you've entered all of that network installation, uh, that network information, the Amahi uh, website will give you a special number. Write down this number because you are going to need it later on. Then you can choose to uh, do to use the uh, Express Install CD or the Standard Install. If you do the Express Install CD, all you need to remember is that number. And if you do the Standard Install CD, you also need to write down the address of the Amahi repository. This is a special, well, website actually, that your Fedora installer will use to get the extra packages used for Amahi. If you use the Express Install CD, all of those things come pre-configured. So in this uh, situation, because uh, you are going to use Fedora 14, you need to write down the extra Amahi repository, which is f14.amahi.org. So http f14.amahi.org. It's really starting to pour down here, by the way. So. Next up, since we're going to go with a standard install, you can uh, download the Fedora 14 DVD or the Express Install CD. 
and then start looking for a box to put it on. Now, take your uh, take your uh, Amahi server that you're, the computer that you're going to turn into an Amahi server. Make sure that there are plenty of hard drives in there because uh, they are going to be used for your file storage. Make sure you uh, have enough memory in there, at least 512 megabytes, and uh, that the processor is a Pentium 4 or higher. The server that we're going to set up is going to be dedicated to Amahi, so make sure it's powerful enough so uh, you can run Amahi on it, but also use it as a uh, workstation if you want to. And uh, make sure that DHCP is off on your network. Your router will probably be the DHCP server of your network. You need to disable this because Amahi is going to take care of handing out DHCP addresses. So, the box is ready. It's hooked up to your network. You have uh, disabled DHCP or you can do that a little bit later on after the install is complete. And you've entered the Red Hat install CD. Start the installation, click next, next, next. Make sure that you take up all of the drive. When it asks you, would you want a full graphical interface, you can say yes, and uh, start installing. Before it installs, it will also ask you for eventual extra repositories that you want to use. Ah, this is the moment where you enter that HTTP colon slash slash f14.amahi.org. The installation will complete will be completed and you will be presented with a Linux desktop with a GNOME desktop on your Fedora system. There will be several icons on your desktop. One of them is Setup HDA. Click on this and you will be directed to a web page on your Amahi server. There you will be asked to enter an admin account. This is a web-based account that you will use to administer the server and you'll be directed to a web-based interface. On this web-based interface, you can take a look at file shares, add or remove them, and file sharing users, and add or remove them. So, what we are gonna do with all of uh, this basic setup information is we're gonna take a look at them. So, when you have entered your setup, your, your basic admin account, you'll, be a, you'll uh, have the ability to add users. Now, let's say you have several users in the house, so you're gonna say uh, mom and dad and son and daughter. So you want each of them to have an account and be recognized by the Amai system. This is important because they will be accessing the system from the clients for file sharing and printing using this account. So you make an account for mom with a password, make an account for dad, for the son, for the daughter, each with a password, and you give the people in the house these account names and passwords because they will require them to connect to the server for file sharing or print sharing. Then you take a look at the shares. Amahi sets up a bunch of basic Samba file shares. This means that file sharing is already operational and there are already a few uh, shares to plop in your data. Like for example, music, videos, documents, uh, those are already set up. You can, using the web interface, add new shares to all of them and control the rights that who has write and read rights to a certain share and who can only read and who can only write and stuff like that. All of that is configurable using the web interface. And then you're done. But what do you have? What do you have out of the box after that setup process and after making those users and adjusting some shares? What does Amahi give you out of the box? Well, let's see. The Nightcast. Life on the edge of real and cyberspace. Linux install and you install the server, well, then you basically have the server. There are no real services running yet, even with Ubuntu. You can select a few, but it's not really exciting. With Amahi, it's completely different. 
to start off, when your MI server has been installed, you've got a web server. You can configure the, uh, the uh, Amahi server via its IP address uh, using from any web server in the house. So you don't have to walk up to your box, you can just configure it from wherever you want to go. Next up, you'll have a DHCP server. Amahi will take care of handing out IP addresses to devices in the house. If you want to have specific IP addresses always assigned to the same devices, you can, using the web interface, make links between the MAC address, the hardware address of that device, and a certain IP address. That way, any time a device hooks up to your network, requests a DHCP address or an IP via DHCP, it will get the same IP. Next up, you'll have a DNS server. Now, why is that? Well, DNS servers translate host names into IP addresses. If you type google.com, the DNS server of your provider will translate that to an IP address and direct you to the website. Now I know how it is with a home network. Every device has an IP number, so you need to remember that IP number. If you want to go to your router, you have to remember the router's IP number. If you want to go to your laptop, you'll have to remember the IP number that your laptop has got as, as being given. Well, because Amai plays the role of a DNS server, you don't need to do that anymore. Every device gets a DNS name. During the setup, you can uh, configure your uh, home, uh, your DNS zone. It will ask you what's going to be your DNS zone, and you just enter home.com. One thing I forgot during the setup, and I do want to mention this, is after you set up Amahi, it will ask, during the setup of your MI server, it will ask you for a special code. And we talked about that code that you get on the website after you enter your website information. Enter that code, because then your MI network is completely configured and you don't have to do all of these tedious IP address configurations yourself. Forgot to mention that, so remember, write down, after entering your network information on the MI site, write down the special code during the installation of Amahi, it will ask you for this code, enter this code, and your Amahi system will have the right IP address and everything will be configured. So I talked about a DNS server. What Amahi will basically let you do is assign DNS names to all of those IP addresses in the house. So instead of typing 192.168.1.1 to reach your router, you can just enter router.home.com. If you want to browse or access your uh, your Amai server, instead of typing HTTP and then the IP address of your Amai server, you can just enter HTTP HDA, which is the DNS name of your uh, Amai server. Pretty cool because uh, Amai will also take care of the DNS request for outside. Because if Amai doesn't know the IP number of a certain site you entered, google.com for example, it will ask another DNS server on the internet, hey, you know the IP for google.com? You can tell Amai to use services like, for example, OpenDNS, which will also filter out bad and fi- bad sites and phishing sites, and you can even have some uh, parental controls on the OpenDNS service. That's a topic for another show. What you also get, aside from a DNS server, which is very tacky, is a Samba server. This isn't a server where you can, uh, you know, do the dance on. No, no, no. It's file sharing. You'll have a couple of files, uh, file shares that you can use to share files with computers on your network. These files are already running. You've set up the user accounts to those files in the initial configuration. And you can start dropping and uh, dragging and dropping and sharing and reading and accessing files from all over your network right out of the box. It's like a magic NAS. Boom. It works. Then you also get a DNS service. If you're one of those people that uh, get a, a dynamic IP from their ISP, you know how hard it is to find your way back home. Let's say you want to connect to your home computer, you have to remember the WAN IP, the internet IP that is given to you by your provider. If that's always the same, that's okay. You just need to remember that IP address. But some providers switch it around. They give you a dynamic IP. 
So it would be cool to have a unified way to get back to your home network. So what Amai does is give you a DNS service. It will basically keep a link between your current internet IP and a static DNS name. This is going to be uh, your HDA. For example, mine is named Starscream. And it will be named starscream.yourhda.com. So whenever you enter this address on any system on the planet, it will go to a specialized service and say like, hey, I've got a request for starscream.dindns.yourdna, your DNA, your HDA. Sorry, again. I've got a request for starscream.yourhda.com. Where's that computer? Well, says the DNS server, the last time uh, the computer checked in, it was on that internet IP, because that is what your system will do. It will frequently update its own internet IP address to the yourhda.com service, so when you enter the name of your uh, Amahi box, starscreen.yourhda.com, you'll be automatically directed to the current and correct internet IP of your service, enabling you to find your way home all the time. Now, you say, what's that good for? I mean, what does that get me? Well, you can forward ports and access your server via SSH, but you can do something that is way more cooler. Because out of the box, Amahi will give you a VPN server. You can VPN into your own home network. So from any computer in the world, running a VPN client, and there are plenty of manuals on the Amai site that are very simple and very clear on how to install a VPN client on your system, you can connect through a VPN tunnel to your home network, basically being able to access all of those services on your home network, which is pretty cool. I mean, uh, it's all out of the box. It works just like that. That's, you know, awesome. And um, that's the awesome thing about Amahi. So that's what you get out of the box, but we're only getting started. So what's up next? What are we going to do? Um, well, I have to be careful here because I got a um, pretty, um, no, I've got people who are, you know, not used to driving in busy traffic and are very asocial. Well, never mind. Now, what are we going to do? We are going to do more with your Amahi server. Uh, we're going to add some more functionalities to it, but first we're going to see what we have. Well, we've got a place to share files. We have a place that does our, we have a server that controls our entire network, hands out IP addresses, does DNS, and we can access uh, our home network from anywhere using a VPN client, all out of the box. Those are basic installs, but we're only getting started because there is more. And what that is, is the point and click edition of apps. The power of a Linux server with the ease of use of an iPhone. We're going to see what we get for that point and click functionality. The Nightcast. www.nightwise.com I told you about the web interface of Amahi. You can go there and you can set up users and you can set up files and look at the state of your server, basically looking at how much space you've got left on your hard drives, all from the browser, all pretty simple. But there is also a, um, uh, a tab there that says apps. And these apps are free applications or basically services that you can add just out of the box by clicking on them, by selecting an application clicking on it and Amai will automatically install, configure and start the service that you want to use. I'll give you some examples of apps that are standing by for you to click on that are absolutely free. First of all, Explorer. Explorer is a web-based file uh, manager. So think about Windows Explorer, okay? And think about Windows Explorer in a web page. So if you want to upload files to your server, download files to your server, take a look at files in your server, even connect to an FTP server from your server inside a web page, Explorer will do it for you. Click on Explorer, 
go to your HDA using your browser, click on the, uh, you'll automatically see the Explorer icon, click on there, and then you'll have a complete file manager in your browser, which you can use to access your server, upload and download files, all via HTTP. Pretty cool. Well, you can go a little bit further. You can, uh, using the same browser, have a terminal. You don't need a terminal client. You don't need to install PuTTY uh, to have a terminal on your server. What, what if you want to, you know, rummage around in a terminal? You can install Ajax Term, which will uh, create an Ajax browser in your web, uh, on your server that you can access via the uh, website. Via your browser, you can open up a terminal and type away on your server using nothing but a browser. That's Ajax term. What if you have a lot of music and you want to play that via a browser on all of your systems in your home network or to on all of those systems who are connected uh, via VPN? Well, you can use Apache. Click on Apache, point Apache towards the music and uh, most, uh, most of the time that already works because Amahi has set up a special folder for you where you can drop off your music. So if you click on Apache and you say like, hey dude, play my music in a browser, uh, Apache already knows, well, that's probably where the music will be. And there are other services as well for sharing photos and, uh, for example, sharing a calendar all via a web-based interface on your server. It's like a cloud service in your own network. If you have Firefox installations and you want to sync up uh, bookmarks from one installation to the other, but you don't want to use some, some cloud service like Foxmarks, you can even have a Firefox bookmark sync server running just by point and clicking. How about PHP admin and PHP backup? So you can, you know, if you're into web, ser web uh, services and web serving and web uh, hosting and stuff like that, play around with PHP using a web interface. All of those applications are right there and they are just, just a few of uh, some of them that are right there and you can just click on them and they will be automatically installed and automatically started so it all works. You don't have to do anything. But that's only half of it. Those are the out-of-the-box possible applications that you can install. There is an entire store for Amahi users. And they don't call it the App Store. They used to call it the App Store. And then Apple came. And Apple said, hey, Amahi, you cannot use the word App Store. So Amahi had to, you know, think of something else. But just to tick Apple off, to make them really annoyed, I'm going to use the word App Store. Because that's what it is, an App Store. If Apple patents the word Apple, we've got a serious problem for people who like apples. They will have to refer to the green stuff that hangs in the trees because Apple has patented the word Apple. Perhaps it will never happen. We thought so with the word App Store as well. Now look what it got us. But on the App Store, nag nag, you can even buy more. What you do is you go to amahi.org and you log in. Then you will get a selection of applications that you can buy in the App Store. There are some free ones out there, and there are also some paid ones out there. You pay for them using PayPal by basically buying credit in the App Store. You'll get a little ticker that says you've got 10 euros to spend, and those 10 euros can be spent buying applications. So log into the MI Store, I have chucked $10 on PayPal, and you can start clicking away. Um, for example, let's see what we can do with our 10 euros. One of them is Amahi Tunes. Remember that you've got iTunes running on some of your systems, and iTunes is a pretty cool way to share music. Well, why not put all of your music in your music folder on your Amahi machine and click on Amahi Tunes. Next time you launch up any system that runs iTunes, they will spot a shared iTunes library, just like you do in iTunes, but this shared iTunes library is actually your music library on your Amahi server that propagates or broadcasts a iTunes server to all of your iTunes clients. I absolutely love it. I chuck all of my iTunes music on my Amahi server and I've installed Amahi Tunes and now I can just stream that music throughout the house on uh, my... Um, on my uh, iTunes using whatever client that I want to have. Let's say you really 
like BitTorrent. So you're downloading on your computer and your wife says, come to bed, shut down your computer. Wouldn't it be cool to have those downloads continued during the night? Well, you can install Transmission, which is a web-based BitTorrent client on your Amai server. So you just go to your Amai server via the web interface, upload the torrent to Transmission, and uh, Amai will do the rest. It will download the file in your downloads folder, and then you can access it via Samba the next day or whenever it's done. How about a wiki? Yeah, you can do a wiki online, but it's even cooler to do a wiki on your own land. For example, you're really into Smurfs. You love Smurfs, you're really into them, and you want to do a wiki on Smurfs, but it's a secret wiki. And you can say, yeah, I can do the wiki on the internet and do an access code, but I really don't trust anybody. It's really secret. It's about Smurfs, and it's secret, and it's mine. Well, that's okay. You can just uh, very easily set up your own wiki on your own MI server, accessible only to the people on your own network or to the ones that you know can dial in via VPN. So you can just download DokiWiki, click, point, install, and it's there on your web interface of MI. Let's say you're into Google Reader. You love RSS feeds. You love RSS feeds about Smurfs, but you don't want to share them with Google because you don't trust Google because Google is red and yellow and Smurfs are blue and that can never be a good combo. So you want your own Google Reader on your own Amahi box. Well, just click on R News and then you have your own RSS web-based reader just like Google Reader on your own server. It gives you bragging rights but you can also browse RSS feeds about Smurfs in private. So you want to share that information about Smurfs and you say like, wow, I want a WordPress blog to blog about Smurfs, but I don't want anybody to read it, just me. Or you just want to play around with WordPress without going public. You can just click on WordPress and boom, you'll have a WordPress server running on your own Amahi machine where you can experiment with WordPress and do all kinds of funky things in your own private network or basically blog about Smurfs all day without having anybody uh, being aware of your passion about Smurfs. And one of the functionalities that I love the most, the DLNA uh, server. I've got a lot of movies. I put the movies on the server. Now when I want to play the movies, I need to uh, take a computer and browse to the folder with the uh, movies in there, uh, you know, on the network, and uh, you know, play the movies that way. Well, that's cool. Then I want to watch the movies on my TV. Well, I have to hook up my computer to the TV, and uh, access the Samba Share and click on the movie and play the movie that way. But it's even cooler. It can get even cooler. I mean, Amahi has a DLNA server, which is a protocol. DLNA stands for Digital Lifestyle Network Association, but it's basically a language. It's a language between systems who have content and systems who can play content. And that doesn't necessarily have to be a computer. That can be just about anything. So, what I've done, I've installed the Amahi DLNA server on my Amahi box. Then, I went to my Xbox. And I said, hey Xbox, are there any media centers around here? And the Xbox says, well, yes there are. I see an Amahi system over there and it speaks DLNA. You want me to connect? I say, yes please do. And then, from my Xbox, I can just browse through the folders with my music and my movies and stream them flawlessly on my Xbox on our TV. I also installed the DLNA client on my iPad. And now I'm upstairs and I said, geez, I really want to play that movie on my Amahi server. But Steve says, no, you cannot, you cannot access Samba shares. You cannot just browse files, but you can play DLNA content if you install a DLNA application. So I installed the DLNA client and now I can stream whatever content that I want that is on my server over the network just like that. Those are just a few of the possibilities of what you can do with Amahi. I spent 10 euros in the Amahi store and I've got all this functionality at home uh, for me to play with and it really, really works for me. I'll just give you a little rundown of the tasks that my server performs at home and then We'll round up. Welcome to the digital revolution.
Okay, time for some geek bragging. I had two options to install my Amai server, and I do want to thank uh, Truck Lover, which is uh, one of the fans of uh, Nightwise.com, who pointed me towards Amai for showing me Amai and showing me the light uh, that uh, that is Amahi, and now I have all kinds of uh, funky stuff at home without having to be a advanced network system administrator to get them running. I had two options. I've got an Asus EEE box, which is a light system that doesn't consume any power. I also have a i5 4 gigabytes uh, server with a one terabyte hard drive and then uh, two external one terabyte disks. And uh, I also have that one lying around. So I was kind of thinking, what am I going to do? I'm going to do the light server where I'm just going to have a MIE be a server server and that's it. I can do that on the EEE box. Or do I also want to use it for other things? So what I have at home is the i5 server with four gigs of RAM and uh, basically three terabytes of storage. Uh, and it's headless. It's uh, underneath our staircase and it just sits there. But what does it do? Well, first of all, it does a MIE. I did the basic Fedora 14 install and I installed Amai. So I've got all of the VPN stuff uh, working, uh, all of the Amai stuff working. I can VPN into my house and I've set up the uh, VPN client in such a way, the VPN server in such a way that I get a uh, inside IP address. So I get an IP address inside the range of my local LAN. Now, uh, I want to explain this. If you VPN in as a client, you get a separate subnet between the VPN client and your Amai server. I want to get an IP address from the subnet that is the same of all of my other devices. That way I can access all of my other devices in the network from anywhere. So I can just dial in using VPN and just enter a IP address of any device on my home network and go straight through the Amai box to that device. I also have SSH. I can SSH into my house and uh, have a command line interface to my house and run FileZilla on there. Plenty of stuff that you can do with uh, SSH. Um, if I want to stream music that's uh, on my home server from anywhere, I can use Apache. So I've got Apache installed. I open up my browser, enter the address of my HDA, and I stream music from home even when I'm not at home. I've got the DLNA server, which I absolutely love. Uh, in the morning when I'm on the cross trainer, I've got the iPad in front of me and I just go to the DLNA server and, and uh, choose whatever I want to watch. The, for the moment, I'm uh, streaming through Deep Space Nine Season 2 uh, on, on the cross trainer and it works absolutely flawlessly. It works better than the whole uh, file sharing streaming that you can do with uh, VLC and stuff. Absolutely fantastic. I run Crash Plan on it. Uh, which means that it's uh, I've got a crash plan client installed on it and all of my other back, uh, computers make their backups to my crash plan server on my Amai uh, server. So all of the backups in the house are automatically directed to my crash plan server. Uh, I've got filed explorer so um, so I can have a web-based interface to my Amai server and to all of my files when I need to. I've got a iTunes sharing up and running and uh, I've installed some other services which are not basically Amai but which are just you know Linux services. I've got a virtual uh, I've got some virtual machines running on that same server I think two at the moment so virtual machines that uh, run on the Amai server in the background that I can just you know access whenever I want to and uh, let's see what else do I have. Oh I've installed an NX server so my Fedora or Amahi server is also kind of a terminal server for all of my other machines in the house. And I can just, you know, call up an entire, uh, uh, well, Linux desktop wherever I am working from. But that's kind of the geeky stuff. But it's all a collection of some of the things that I've already mentioned in the previous Nightcast podcast. So time to round up. Say what you think about Amahi and say our goodbyes.
pretty long show today. Sorry to keep nagging on, but it's a lot of technical content to get through. And I mean, it would have been it would have been bad if I would have been uh, talking about the installation for an hour and uh, just talking about the possibilities of a mahi for ten minutes. Instead, I've been talking about the installation for ten minutes and the possibilities of a mahi take over an hour to tell you. So I'm very very pleased with a mahi. It's point and click setup. I absolutely love it. It's free, it's functional, it works. The documentation on the Amahi website is very, very well, uh, well done and it has helped me to uh, easily configure whatever I needed to configure, but most of the time it was really point, click and everything worked. So I would highly recommend Amahi to you if you want to try it out, try it out in a virtual machine or if you want to install it on a box, go right ahead. You'll be amazed at the results that you get after 20 minutes of geeking out. You need to know a little bit about your home network to get started, but once you've got that written down, it's a walk in the park. Amai is the power of a Linux server with the convenience of a home appliance and the and the uh, well the the expandability of an app store. I absolutely love it, and I want to thank both Amai and the guys in the Amai chat room. Uh, for building this great product and I want to thank uh, Truck Lover for pointing me towards Amahi and letting me explore all its possibilities. I absolutely love it. So that's all we have time for this week on the edge of real and cyberspace. You know where to go for your feedback. We'll be back next week with a DokiCast or a ScreenCast and uh, that's going to round it up for today. Please don't forget to uh, if you're listening to this show, Twitter about it. We need some more Twitter followers. We need to uh, get more people into the community. So if you're listening to the show, why not tweet about it or post it on your Facebook or in your Google+, Plus, wherever you are on those social networks, and uh, have more people explore the nightwise.com website and all of the content that we do here. I am done. I'm almost home. been talking to you for almost an hour straight, and my throat is getting sore. So I'm going to leave it at that. I'll see you on the flip side, on the edge of real and cyberspace, where you're letting technology work for you instead of the other way around. See you. Bye-bye. Coming to the edge of real and cyberspace, you have been listening to the Nightcast. Send your feedback, questions, promos, or rants to nightwise at nightwise.com or Skype us on Nightwise. For more information, visit the site on www.nightwise.com or look for us in iTunes by searching for the Nightcast. Please remember there's a real world beyond cyberspace, but it's not all that important. You have been listening to Hacker Public Radio at hackerpublicradio.org. We are a community podcast network that releases shows every weekday, Monday through Friday. Today's show, like all our shows, was contributed by a HBR listener like yourself. If you ever considered recording a podcast, then visit our website to find out how easy it really is. Hacker Public Radio was founded by the Digital Dog Pound and the Infonomicon Computer Club. HBR is funded by the Binary Revolution at binrev.com. All Binrev projects are proudly sponsored by Lunar Pages. From shared hosting to custom private clouds, go to lunarpages.com for all your hosting needs. Unless otherwise stated, today's show is released under a Creative Commons, Attribution, Share Alike, 3.0 license.